X and O. The 7th-ranked Iowa women's basketball team is back in action tonight hosting Wisconsin. Hawkeyes have won 10 in a row on their home court. The Iowa State men host TCU, looking to avoid a third loss in a row. Northern Iowa's home for Drake, who's tied for first in the Missouri Valley Conference. New Mexico State has fired men's basketball coach Greg Heyer after the school canceled the rest of the season following allegations of hazing involving players on the team. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous baby back ribs, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Two Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KX and O Frank Schwab Yahoo Sports momentarily David Kaplan uh, from Chicago uh, coming up here at the bottom of the hour trends plays of the day Circus Sports sponsors that uh, and that's coming up here just before we get out of here at one o'clock let's get Frank Schwab in here uh, Frank uh, thanks for doing this for us appreciate it as always back from Phoenix how are you Frank Schwab. Doing well, doing well. Uh, good to talk to you. So let's, I guess, uh, let's go back one more look before we go forward. And, uh, of course, everybody's talking about um, the the hold at, at the end of the game. You know who really dodges a bullet? I think maybe the league does and whoever's behind the, the, the sod uh, at the stadium because – as it was in week number one when Kansas City was there and Butker got, uh, at least the Chiefs believed that it was partly uh, to do um, with the injury that he suffered. It, it seemingly was an issue all season long, and it was atrocious on Sunday. That was terrible, yeah. I mean, it was a big problem, guys flipping around. Hassan Reddick, who, you know, I mean, he's not happy after the game. He's probably prone to some hyperbole. Says worst field he's ever played on. Uh, guys from both sides were like, yeah, it was, it was bad. Uh, you know, I mean, it's – and the Eagles are very careful to not blame the loss on the turf, but it was clear that it just – it wasn't up to what their standards are, the NFL standards are. So, yes, and uh, on the other thing, I've been ranting about this for days. People were just so excited to rip the officials that they took a penalty that was called a penalty and they turned it into the biggest controversy of the season. I, I don't get it. I honestly. Or do I? I, I couldn't agree with you. I, more. <laughs> I was, you know, I was dry, uh, writing back. Like, you know, I, I wasn't on social media late in the game and uh, definitely not like, you know, uh, interviewing players and stuff. So by the time I got on the media shuttle and started looking at, you know, uh, uh, social media and stuff, I was shocked at the reaction of the call. Shocked. I mean, this is the biggest fiasco. The NFL's fixed. This is the worst call I've ever seen. What are you guys talking about? He grabbed a handful of jersey. Twice. James Bradbury, yeah, right. James Bradbury himself said, yeah, I held him. Right. I mean, but then, you know, because we need this, have this, like, strong desire to rip the official, people took Bradbury's words as, like, Oh, he's just taking the high road. Oh, he's just saying what he's supposed to. No, I've never met a defensive back in my life who did not commit a penalty but admitted to committing a penalty. Like, that has never happened in the recorded history of mankind. So if you're still out there saying, like, oh, the NFL's rigged, this was a fiasco, this was the worst call ever, stop. It was a penalty that was called a penalty. It sucks. I, I get it. Like, you don't want the game to basically end on that. I get I totally – I wanted Jalen Hurts to get another shot. I thought it was going to make for high drama, but 
Don't blame the officials for that. They called a penalty that was a clear penalty. He, it's a, it's not ticky tack either. It's a textbook mm-hmm. holding. He restricted his route. So let, let's stop with the big, you know, the NFL officiating screwed up the Super Bowl because the NFL, you know, it would have been rigged. Not calling a penalty that was an obvious penalty that would have been rigging the game. Yeah. So let's. Yeah, I'm done with that whole controversy. Yeah, shut down your app and, and get whatever's in your account sent back to you and quit betting on sports. <laughs> yes, and there's plenty of that. And, right. and the people asking for refunds. I mean, what, what's going on in this business, Frank? You you cover it as well yeah. as anybody out there. Ken and I we talk a lot of gambling on our show. It feels like we're going to a dangerous spot where these just everyday Joes are out there asking for a refund. If any little thing goes wrong in a game, it's gambling. That, that's what this is. I just don't like the path that it feels like kind of gambling Twitter is going down. I, I totally agree with you. And it's, look, it takes a lot for me to actually like be on the side of the house, right? Like, I don't have any, <laughs> any kind of sympathy for sports books. But yes, you see, like, a guy get injured or whatever is to happen, and everybody's just – and not just like, hey, I think I should get a refund, but people angry, like screaming at the sports books, the expletives flying of how dare you. Like, that's – I don't know. I've I've been betting for most of my adult life. Uh, Yeah, I I think you guys are kind of in the same boat. We've got to consider ourselves veterans of this, where – you know what? I've had some unders that have hit because I'm like, wow, that guy got injured. I'm not rooting for it, but, you know, I caught a break. And you, you don't remember those, but you you can't be screaming about overs uh, not hitting because he caught an injury because that just happens. It's It stinks, but that's betting. That's, that's part of the deal. If you bet overs, you're going to have some times when guys get injured or bad calls or whatever it's going to be. I yeah, I don't like that trend whatsoever, but I think the sports books kind of uh, kind of made this bed themselves early on. There were a couple things that happened where they're like, "Oh, well, we'll just refund the bets." Uh, it's thinking it's good PR. When in reality, they were just setting a precedent. Now they can't kind of go back because it's like, well, you you gave a refund two weeks ago and Steph Curry got hurt in the first quarter. How about tonight when this guy gets hurt? So yeah, I don't like it. And if you're out there, if you're a novice better, look, if you lose a, a bet, any kind of a bet because an injury happens or whatever, that's just that's just gambling. That's just bad luck. It, it happens, and you got to move on to the next one. Indeed you do. So let's uh, talk about the Chiefs. I uh, do want to look forward to next year. Pick your brain a little bit, as I love to bet futures and already have dabbled uh, a couple of times. Uh, but but with, when it comes to the Chiefs, Boy, if you're a fan of the Raiders and the Chargers and the Broncos, it seems like you're up against it for the next decade, right? It just seems that way. I don't know how long Andy Reid is going to uh, stay as the – Patrick Mahomes obviously wants him as long as he can. If you're Andy Reid and you're healthy, why would you leave an opportunity to coach Patrick Mahomes? This isn't over, is it, Frank? Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I think that it's, you know, I wrote power, way too early power ranking is a ridiculous exercise, right? But it's fun, the way too early power rankings yesterday. And kind of what I said was, <laughs> what's stopping the Chiefs now? Like, you know what? Like, and I, I kind of said that, and being a little tongue in cheek, but not really, maybe Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, maybe all these guys are Patrick Ewing and Charles Barkley who are going to have great careers and never win a title because they happen to play against Jordan, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's no, no reason. To, the Chiefs, and it really, really struck me, uh, you know, after the game, the Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill and won a Super Bowl. <laughs> Think about that. They basically said, well, you know what? We're 
so good at head coaching and quarterback. We're going to pretty much rebuild on the fly and still win a championship. <laughs> Who does that? I, I just They're here to stay. They're not going anywhere. And, yeah, I have the Chargers like sixth in my power rankings or something, which, again, power rankings right now is ridiculous. But it just goes to show that the Chargers might be a top-six team in the NFL and nowhere near an AFC West title. Like, it's just The Chiefs are just that good. The Chiefs are uh, – and, you, like you said, they're not going away. I don't – you know, I, the Andy thing – and retirement kind of struck me, and I was like, wow, maybe, I don't know, he's getting up there in age, blah, blah. And then my, my coworker Charles Robinson, got kind of sent me straight, like you guys said, why would he step away from Coach Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> he knows that they could keep they could, they could win a few more. Why not? I mean, he's got a good setup. They're a young team, actually, aside from a couple key guys. So, yeah, I don't think the Chiefs are going anywhere. I'm sorry to say it, but... That they're as good as ever, and I don't think this train is slowing down. Well, Ken, of course, a Broncos fan. Your outpost is in Denver. What about those Broncos with Sean Payton coming in? You got the Chargers, all the young talent there. You have, obviously, the Chiefs in that division. The Raiders, a playoff team two years ago, and kind of fell apart this year. They'll have a new quarterback with David Carr departing. But what about the Broncos? How do they fit in when you look forward? I don't know. It's hard to say because you can make a very reasonable argument that the Denver Broncos season was sabotaged because they just had a terrible head coach. And I'm, you know, I'm not trying to pile on Nathaniel Hackett here, but if you want to step back and say, you know, if this team was even reasonable on offense, they would have probably been a nine ten win team. I, I get it. I, the stats bear that out too. If they, it, you know that stat, if they had scored nineteen points in every game, they'd won so many games. So, I, and Sean Payton, if anybody can fix Russ with Sean Payton. He did remarkable work with Drew Brees late in his career. Drew Brees wasn't the same guy the last three, four years, but the Saints kind of morphed. He morphed his offense. He's the right guy. He really is. I think he's a, he's a great mix for the Broncos. Great hire. I thought of the world of it. It's just, what do you think of Russ? Can Sean Payton fix Russ? I don't know. I just don't know. We can't play all at Hackett's feet, I don't think. So nope. we'll see. And again, they play in this really, really tough division where – I think the the best case scenario for them is being the third best team in the mm-hmm. division, unless injuries hit or whatever. I just I don't know. I, I think that that it's going to be really really interesting because if Russ doesn't work out, they're just going to have to move on, whatever the cap ramifications or whatnot, at just the sunk cost of all these picks. And the problem with that is okay. You're starting over a quarterback. You're also three four years down the road is when you're really going to feel trading all these draft picks for Russ and for Sean Payton. That. The draft classes really don't, when you whiff on one, when you completely blow one, you really don't feel it for three or four years because that's when these guys should be really cost-controlled stars of your team. So three or four years down the road, we're going to be seeing the Broncos have a really thin roster because they basically gave up two straight drafts to get these two guys. Unbelievable. So I'll ask it this way when it comes to uh, to the Niners and who they're startled. Let's say Purdy is ready to go in, in August, July, August, and he gets through August and he gets his preseason work in. Is he going to start in San Francisco? Will, will, is, will he take Trey Lance's job from the get-go? I think Kittle said as much. If he's healthy, last week at the Super Bowl, I believe I saw a quote from, from George Kittle. Do you believe Purdy is the, going to be the guy to start week one if he's healthy in San Fran? Yeah, I do. I mean, everything coming out of San Francisco basically says that they're just done with Trey Lance. They just, I, and maybe, not, maybe that's a little overstatement, but just say, they don't trust him right now. They don't feel like he's he's a guy they can really rely upon. And 
And, you know, so I assume I'd be actually surprised right now if it's not Brock Purdy. Like, it's he's the kind of guy Kyle Shanahan wants. Kyle Shanahan, who we all famously know, just has his love of error Kirk Cousins, right? Why does he love Kirk Cousins? Because Kirk Cousins is a robot who's going to run his offense. He's not going to improvise. He's not going to go off script. He's going to run the offense how it should be run. Great. Kyle Shanahan, probably a little bit of ego involved here, thinks his offense is genius. Right? Like, I want a guy who runs my offense. I don't want him going off script because I'm giving him plays that are going to work for the, against NFL defenses. Brock Purdy fits that perfectly, right? Like, he's, he's not going to go crazy. He's going to run the offense. He's going to do exactly what he's told to do. And so I think he's kind of the perfect quarterback for Shanahan, as weird as that sounds. Now, the one thing in here is, look, the timeline for Purdy, you're kind of close. Yep. Hey, with this elbow injury, they say he should be ready for the start of camp. Well, what if he's not? What if, what if he gets to late July and it's like, well, he's not really ready? There's no quarterback out there in late July who you could just go sign and start. I mean, it's it's going to be really nervous times for the 49ers seeing if Brock Purdy is available to go because I don't think they really want to try out Trey Lance again. What's the first major domino to fall in the quarterback carousel? Got David Carr that's been cut now. Aaron Rodgers, will he, won't he? Will it be in Green Bay if he comes back? Lamar Jackson uh, lingering out there. What's the the first one in your mind that kind of needs to fall and everything else will start to fall in line? Yeah, I think it's Carr because he's, I mean, basically free to sign right now. He's cut. I mean, he doesn't have to wait for the start of free agency. So that could shape something. You know, I mean, what are the Jets going to do? But more in the spirit of your question, I think it's it's probably Rodgers as, as far as, if you're the Jets, let's say, who, who, I mean, I think they're the obvious team who could make the biggest jump if they upgrade a quarterback. If you're the Jets, you're holding out hope for Aaron Rodgers. You are. Like, I mean, the, I saw the Broncos do it two straight off seasons. Yep. That's kind of the, wow, and if we get this guy, we can really be special. And so you might, you might wait on Derek Carr, and Derek Carr might wait on you. Uh, you know, he might just say, I'm going to get paid one way or another. I don't need to sign with the Saints right now. I could see if the, if the Jets are willing to overpay me if they don't get Aaron Rodgers. So I think the first one might be Carr just because the team wants to jump in right away and just doesn't want to deal with with competing with all these other, you know, the whole big quarterback market. But I think the biggest one's Rodgers because he's he's the biggest name who might move. He's and I, I don't know. I, Lamar's going to get franchised one way or another. I, I don't know what happens after that, but he's going to get franchised. But I think Rodgers is the big one, and I don't know. I really don't know what's going to happen there. I've been very cynical about it, saying I think he's just going to stay in Green Bay because we deal with this drama every single year, and he just ends up staying in Green Bay. But maybe not. It's It makes a lot of sense for the Packers to move on at this point. So, I mean, that's a... It's a pretty big, pretty big domino to fall. Last thing for you, Frank. Uh, the favorite in the NFC North is, uh, I think people are going to maybe rub their eyes to see if they're seeing this right. The Lions are going to be favored to win that division, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's everybody's pick. I think because everybody kind of dunked on the Vikings all year. Oh, you're mm-hmm. not that good. You know, all these ones. It's not untrue. Like, I mean, they, they were pretty lucky to have that record. And the Packers, we don't know what, what they're even going to look like. They might have Jordan Love at quarterback, and I don't think the Bears are ready. Lions are, like, I put the Lions way too high in those power rankings I've, I've talked about from yesterday. And I looked at it and was like, I can't, really, I can't really put them any lower than this. I think that the way they finished the season is just, uh, it's an eye-opener. They were really good late in the year. They, they had that one bad, bad game against Carolina in December that cost them the playoffs. But other than that, 
they were a playoff team, and they were a playoff team that could have made a run, I think. Maybe not a Super Bowl run, but win a game or two. So, yeah, I think the Lions are going to be everybody's pick to win the NFC North next year. And, uh, you know, you, you, we talked about betting at the jump. If if you can, I haven't, honestly, I have not looked to see if divisional odds are up. But if they are, and you can find the Lions at a decent plus number, get them now, because if you believe in them, because that line's just going to keep going down and down and down. Because I, I do think, like, it's going to be one of those things where, Eighty percent of the picks you see in August are going to be like Lions are my chic pick to win the my sleeper pick to win the NFC North. When actually they're nobody's sleeper because everybody's picking them. Indeed, they are. Frank Schwab, YahooSports.com. Frank, as always, thanks for doing this. Talk to you in a few weeks, Frank. Thank you. Absolutely appreciate it. Yep, thank you, Frank Schwab. As we catch up with the uh, first, <laughs> well, we made it till what's today? Wednesday. Not bad. That's not bad. Made it two days. We got NFL draft around the corner. Yes, we do, and your team is on the clock, and they're not picking one, they're picking four, aren't they? You already got to figure it out. I think so. It just makes too much sense. I mean, Ursay came out and said, you <laughs> yes. saw what he said, right? He's, he's picking four. Yeah. He wants young. And if, he, if he's going to get what he wants, he has to move up to get him. Mm-hmm. And that team that's sitting at one, they don't need a quarterback. It just makes too much sense. So it probably they... won't happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, time for another uh, $1,000 slam dunk. Go to kxno.com. You'll see the pop-up box once you do enter the keyword cash. Cash is the keyword in this hour. It's your chance to win $1,000. Cash at KXNO.com. Two more chances with Murph and Andy. Three more chances with Heather and Sean uh, this afternoon. We are joined by David Kaplan uh, when we come back. By the way, did you see the news on the Pac-12 media rights? Turner and CBS have said, yeah, we're not interested. Uh-oh. They have bowed out. So catch that Oregon-Washington game for first Ooh. place on... Where would it be? Apple TV, mm. Amazon Prime, Food Network. They got money, they take it. They don't need much. I mean, mm-hmm. no, what, what? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's left for them? Not much. I don't think there is, and I know the mouthpiece is over there. The Fox the has said they are not going. They're to not. Take... They got one game. They're, mm-hmm. they're, NBC is out. Yep. ESPN's got too much. They will not overspend uh-uh. certainly for that, as they're trying to cut back on right. top of it. Eh? Yes. Speaking of cutbacks, Sports Illustrated laid off a bunch of people yeah. today. Oh, this day and age in media, especially in well, it's more it's more in sports media. It's all media. It is. Uh, it's ten twenty five. Uh, Cappy next. Miller and Con again. The keyword is cash at kxno.com. Uh, we'll be joined by Cap when we come back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. If you own a house, you've got a huge asset, and everyone's looking at it. With Wall Street investors buying up homes in Des Moines and renting them out like never before, you have to wonder, what do they see in your big asset that you don't? The truth is, If you sell your home instead of renting it, you can kiss your asset goodbye. Especially with today's higher interest rates, the best way to save your asset is to rent it out instead. Does renting make your asset look big? Yes, it does. Especially when you hire the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse. DIYing your property management is a total pain in your asset. But with Renner's Warehouse, you never have to find tenants. 
collect rent, or handle pesky maintenance calls again. Don't lose your asset. And stop busting your asset trying to manage it yourself. Go to renterswarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. Renters Warehouse. You can't buy happiness. Downtown Des Moines. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Working on David Kaplan. Doesn't uh, have his music No, we don't have him yet. That's the clue, right? When, the, yes. uh, when we didn't hear the uh, Cappy Bump music. Uh, well, hopefully we'll get him. If not, he is on vacation after all. Maybe his wife had other plans <laughs> yes, this morning. Very well could have. Uh, indeed it does. So one of the questions we're going to get into with Cap was the... Um, the baseball rule changes mm-hmm. that seemingly are back on the radar now that football is over and we are inching our way closer to spring training, etc., and watching how they're implemented uh, in the four weeks or so that the uh, spring training games will go on and will the major league players be ready once they get there for the rule changes to be in place. I don't mind them personally. I like the fact that I know you're probably against them. Well, I think you've come around a little bit softened up that the, the ghost runner is now in place forever yeah. in extra innings. I just uh, want to see one normal inning. Yeah, you know what? I could I could compromise that way too. Mm-hmm. If one you, extra inning of yeah, normal baseball. And then if you're still going, yep. still uh, still hasn't been decided. Um, like I know there's a lot of people, not a lot of people, There are, there's a faction of people out there that... Um, Love those 2 a.m., 3 a.m.s. Like, you haven't been able to buy a beer for the last seven or eight innings. The concessions, you're starving. You're tired. Uh, and they, I'm talking about the fans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I like it. Get it over with. Move on to the next day. The bases, it's going to... Um, Is that going to look weird? It's going to be... You know, why, you know why, Trent? It's going to open up the offense because it's... You know, how many bang-bang plays at first base will now be safe? Right. Or likewise at... Um, Watching Javi Baez apply the tag at second base. Mm-hmm. He may not get as many guys next year because it's four and a half inches closer. More stolen bases? More stolen bases, more offense. I love the fact that you have to have two infielders on each mm-hmm. side of second base. The shift is outlawed. And you have and they their feet have to be in the dirt. They can't be touching the outfield grass. I like it. They don't have dirt in Tampa. How are they gonna do that? They don't? No. It's turf out there, isn't it? You know what? You might be right. Yeah. Just, There's got to be some stadium out there. Does Toronto, do they have dirt yeah, all the way through? they do. They right. do. So they get, But they do have the line. Right, right. So your feet have to be um, inside the line. The line. Right. I, I think that's going to be good because I think the shift in a lot of ways took away a lot of offense in yes, the game. Yes, no doubt. And, well, it's one thing for you and I to be good with a one nothing or a 2-1. You know, more runs in baseball, maybe that'll... I don't know. We'll see. I, I like the fact that they're trying to build an audience for this game, uh, that people are still tuning in, but I'm not sure if it's the um, if it's the younger demographic. Are we still uh, creating baseball fans? Are, are the, what do you call the, is that Gen Xers? I get confused. I do too. But are the 20-somethings still going, are, are they, will this help them find their way to baseball? It's going to take more than that. Pitch clock, because more it's, offense. It's not just a baseball thing. It's a sports thing. 
you know, I, I hear my buddies that have older kids and they love sports. Mm-hmm. They play sports. They play it at a high level. But the way that they consume a product, they love the NBA. One of my buddy sons loves the NBA and is deep in into In Des Moines? It. Uh, Chicago. Okay. So they got a pro. They got a, a team there, obviously. but absolutely loves the sport. Mm-hmm. Top to bottom, it's not just about the Bulls; it's about the league. Yeah, he doesn't watch games though, but just highlights. Hmm. Or if a game's close at the end, he'll see it on social media. I'll jump aboard and he'll watch it that mm-hmm. way. Those are the same kind of kids that you're talking about here with baseball. It's it's not just a baseball thing when you're talking about those youngsters and the way that they consume the product. It would help, but maybe the speed of the game, the pitch clock, I think, is going to be a huge, huge factor for a lot of people. We're not all like you, Ken. We can't just sit in the recliner and watch games all night no, long. No, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. <laughs> but that bill is coming due because I have to move. And I did. it's kicking and screaming. Uh-huh. Uh, let's get Chad. Uh, Cappy wants to try. He just sent me a text. Okay. He said he's, he's trying to call us. Okay. Uh, Chad, welcome to the program. Chad, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing fine. What's hey, on your mind? I, I just want to make a comment about the uh, extra inning. Yeah. I coached high softball for 15 years and high school football and when we'd go to tournaments, they'd always start with the Olympic rule when we went to extra innings. Last batter on second base. Yep. Sped, sped up the game, changed how you had to coach. And I had never seen so many boys that did not play baseball come up to me and say how great that is. Huh. Now they it started getting them interested in baseball. So I think that's where baseball's going is trying to get the younger era. I agree. I think they need to. Well, th- Chad, that's good info. I appreciate that. Thank you for listening to the program. Uh, yep. yep, you call anytime. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I th- I think that um, change is difficult. We it get is. that. I thought Greg Olson, Kevin Burkhardt would be awful. <laughs> <laughs> you did. I did, and I said as much. They were really, really good. That was a really good broadcast. They had a terrific year. In fact, um, now, what's Fox going to do? Because they've already committed to Tom Brady. Do they hope that Brady makes it easy on you know what this so. retirement thing is good enough for me? Well, he made the right choice too. To take a year off? Yeah, because Absolutely. Olsen is ascending. Yep. Remember Romo early on. Yep. And then he graded on people. Yeah, he does. I don't say Olsen's going to do that. He's a different kind of broadcaster, certainly, than Tony Romo, but I don't think you're gonna see the same thing happen there. And I think Brady is gonna look around, you know what? Yeah, it's hard to turn down, what is it, $375 million, yeah. 37.5 You'd a year? I think he wouldn't need the money, and I don't know how much money the crypto thing cost him, but oh, they, right. yeah. But you can find another gig. Mm-hmm. The travel that's involved, is he going to want to do that? He's still got kids that are you know, getting up into high school mm-hmm. age. Is it Being a year at home, is that something, hey, having this flexibility is very important to him? We'll see, but if I had to make a, a wager or put a line out for it, let's put it that way. Will Tom Brady be the lead broadcaster for Fox play-by-play or color? Yeah, in two thousand twenty-four. The yes is the underdog. Yeah, I plus one twenty, so minus one hundred five on the other side. Yep, I think so too. That's what we got at the kind of mm-hmm. casino right now. Mm-hmm. Now I just need to buy one of those skins. <laughs> well, give it. A, yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, yeah, and get license. You can buy the skin, but you have to get the the license thing. Might be the tricky part. Uh, um, so Cap is we're having no problem with this text message. We can't we for whatever reason uh, can't make it work. So we will keep trying. Uh, let's get Sam Burnaby in here, the general manager of those Iowa Cubs. Good to hear from my friend Sam. Thanks for listening, Sam Burnaby. More so, thanks for calling. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. I was sitting here having a sandwich, listening to you guys talk about. 
my favorite topic, and I thought uh, if you wanted, I know you're waiting on Cappy, but I, if you wanted to chime, I'd chime in for you a little bit. Have fire away, absolutely. Well, I think, uh, you know, the rules, these, these have been in the works for a long, long time. This isn't just something that anybody, you know, over the winter decided, well, we're going to change them now. I, I, I sat on the rules committee uh, for baseball for, uh, almost 10 years. And, and we, and I've been off the rules committee for two years and we, we were working on it, uh, almost from the first day I was, I was part of uh, that activity. And they're, they're all going to be really good things for the game. Uh, whether it's speeding the game up or creating more interest, certainly everything is driven toward, uh, trying to get more offense in the game from, you know, the block rule to the bigger bases to, uh, the no shift and the and one foot in the dirt. Uh, everything has been vetted for many many years in in a variety of leagues and places. And it, it, the fans are it, the purists probably aren't going to ever come over to it, but the fans overall are really going to like what the game is going to. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Sam. I think that this is going to be great. I, I'm with you. I, I think, um, and, and change is difficult. You, you guys, you know that. Although it's been brought into the at the minor league level, I guess of the of the changes that you guys first saw at AAA, which one was maybe, or was there one that caused that uh, caused you? I wonder if this is going to work. Well, the one I, I questioned the most, uh, and I probably was one of the earliest advocates of doing it, and once I looked into it, was the extra inning rule. Um, you, you know, we there's just nobody on the planet that wants to sit through 14 innings of baseball, 15 innings of baseball. Nobody wants to see a record number of, of innings played in a in a four-hour uh, game. You know, there are no fans left in the stadium. Right. Uh, it, it's nothing but overhead for all of us that are in the business when it comes to running the lights and and keeping the building open. You can't sell any beverages of any capacity. You're done doing that. You mm-hmm. stopped doing that about an hour prior to that. Yep. Uh, the players don't want to do it. Uh, and, and frankly, uh, it's, it, the first year we did it at the AAA level, we saved almost 2,500 innings of pitching arm, hmm. uh, in, in, in eliminating extra innings. And so it's, it's good for the players as well. And, and frankly, they don't like it. They, right. You know, nobody wants to be out there for, for four hours, uh, uh, you know, trying to fight through or slog through a, a mess. And, and then you get into situations where you run out of pitching, which is really a rule that I, I think they ought to work harder on is is run, having to run a position player out there on the mound is just an embarrassment to our mm-hmm. game. And and I don't care if you're doing it in the 14th inning or the or the seventh inning because you're getting your brains beat in. Uh, it's, that's just wrong. It, it, we, ought to, we ought to create a surrender rule of some type so that we yep. don't have to put a uh, benched second baseman out there to lob the ball in and make a mockery of the game. Yeah, that makes sense, Sam. Absolutely. Now, when do you guys open? At home on the 31st of March. I thought yeah, I yeah, saw the, that. That's the, nuts. Our, our, we'll have to have our Canadian mucklucks out and doing the uh, <laughs> yeah. cover up everything. It, it, uh, it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be as early as I've ever done it in my 40 years of doing it. But you know, there are times when the last week of March is better than the first week of April a lot of times yep. when I'm looking at trying to get open on the 7th of April or the 8th of April or whatever it may be. So, 
it's a great weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We might get lucky and get 50, 60 degree weather and, and uh, you know, have a, have a decent opening weekend. Fingers crossed. I saw a quote that was attributed to you a couple of weeks ago, and I brought it up with Cappy when you were talking, because you normally don't get uh, into the, uh, into the roster too deep, and understandably so. You can't promote a player and boom, he gets called up, right? <laughs> you, you filled your ballpark yeah. to CX. You, you, it was kind of a generalities quote from you, but you're excited about the talent that may come through, uh, Des Moines on their way to Chicago this year, Sam. I'm paraphrasing the quote. Maybe you can remember it. Well, absolutely. I've, I've said it several times since then. Is that I just I just think our our team is going to have more collectively more prospects and better uh, a better collection of prospects than than frankly I've ever had. Uh, and that includes the the you know the year we had Anthony Rizzo one year and, and Chris Bryant one year and Javi Baez for three years and. Kyle Schwarber for one year, and they're, you know the, the names everybody remembers from the World Series. Right. You know there there are some really good players that are just about ready to break through, and and uh, I think this year, and I even think next year will be better yet when we see uh, the uh, the likes of Pete Crow Armstrong and and Alcantara, and uh, you know the little under the radar from our organization for everybody is the international signings we've had in the last three seasons are just unbelievable players. These guys. These kids can play baseball, and everybody's going to really enjoy watching what's going to go come through. Uh, last thing for me, when I, and you, you, I know you don't actually know the answer to this, but what's the chances Wisniewski makes the big club? I thought he was good in his, when was he, almost September, they made the trade late with the Mets, and he got a few starts in the big, I think they have something there, Sam, I guess is where I'm going. Where do you expect nope. him? Yeah, no question about it, Kenny. I think he's uh, he's he's absolutely a, a three at the big league level uh, uh, when he when he when he plays a little bit more. I, I think he I think he could win that fifth spot in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he doesn't win the starting spot, they're going to want him to be a starter, so they'll send him down and 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 keep him in a five day rotation, uh, which will be important for his development. But uh, he is really good. He started. He struggled a couple of times. His first couple of outings for us last year when they when they made the trade. But toward the end of his time with us, he was he was really fun to watch. And then I thought he had a good run toward the end of the year in Chicago. He had a couple of missteps, but uh, I, I, he really throws the ball well, and and he's fun to watch. He's he's going to be a good good pitcher. I I couldn't agree with you more. That uh, was a really good. I think a trade that's going to pay off in dividends uh, for for the Cubs down the road. Sam, good to catch up with you. Appreciate uh, appreciate your listening and appreciate your contribution. Good to hear from you, Sam. Thank okay, you. Guys. Yep, talk to you soon. Yeah, you sir will. Sam Burnaby, general manager of the Iowa Cubs. There you heard it. Thirty first of March. Wow. I don't remember him opening this early. But Sam's been doing it for 40 years. Well, and they're usually at least a week behind. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's right on top of Major League Baseball opening. All right, we'll take our final time out. Uh, Trent's plays of the day. We're going to try and figure out Cap. Cap's calling my phone, blowing it up. And, 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 he, and that's what to keep telling him. And he, it goes straight to So voicemail. he's calling on, on internet audio or something on his phone? I don't know. I don't either. Oh, well, we'll try, try, figure it out and... Hopefully join us tomorrow. Anyways, Miller and Con and Trent's plays of the day next. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa.
Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800- It's time for Trent's Pick of the Day. Brought to you by Circus Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent. My final couple of minutes here on a Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 kicks. You know, before we get your plays of the day, yeah. do you think the uh, Mike Miles um, back in the lineup, Lumpkin back in the lineup, is that baked into the line already, do you think? Or will we see once the word of the thumbs up, thumbs down comes? I don't believe so, and because of that... Bet now? I'm jumping TCU. You can find them plus four. Uh, yeah. Some three and a halfs are starting to pop. So if you do like TCU, as I do going into this one, with that news... Jump on right now. You're yeah. going to get a better number. It sure sounds like they're both going to play. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it'll probably tighten up to what, two and a half, maybe something like that. So looking for line value. Time is now to jump on the Horn Frogs. I will do that with one of my seven selections after we come back from vacation and we give you winners again yesterday. Three and two. Hey, that's 60%. Let's try to do it again here with seven picks. We got TCU plus the four and a half. We also go to the MVC. Give me the doggies tonight. Minus five and a half. Going the right way as opposed to the Panthers going the wrong way. We'll lay the five and a hook with Drake. Give me Belmont. Evansville got the win against you and I. What an awful loss mm, that was. Terrible. Well, a historic win for the Purple Aces. It doesn't continue. I'm laying 17 with Belmont here tonight. Bingington. That's right. Tony Kornheiser's <laughs> alma mater. Minus four and a half. Give me Florida State plus 10 as they go to Clemson. I just I don't like that Clemson team at all. Indiana. I'm going to lay the two on the road against Northwestern. Trace Jackson Javis, just such a stud out there. And wrap it up late night tonight, Cal Poly. That's right, we're going the Mustangs in their matchup against Cal Santa Barbara. Uh, State Wrestling on the Bull 96.9 gets underway at 5.55 tonight. The hold-by-hold action, and it continues over the next four days, both here on 106.3 KXNO and 96.9 The Bull. All right, good stuff. That's going to do it for us.